0: yes sir family 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 welcome to another episode of home Filled, the podcast baby i'm your host Pitt. and um we got a solo solo episode today folks it's been a minute since i did a um a solo episode and i always always like you know kind of say it with myself and this is kind of like a a verbal diary in a sense When I do these solo episodes To kind of give you an idea Like where I be at as far as headspace When I sit down to do these solo episodes um, It was funny If somebody asked me not too long ago Like what is it like You know recording a pod And then you know um, Especially doing episodes and stuff by yourself Like is it hard to talk You know um, And you know hold conversations Or whatever with yourself for 45 minutes to an hour and you know it's not as hard as you think it is you know for people that's you know inquiring about it and honestly y'all probably don't care but hey who cares i'm gonna (laughs) speak on it anyway um it's not as hard as what people think you know um especially when you sit down and you actually you know give yourself some structure right and give yourself um points and topics and, and transitions and things of that nature um, and I spend a lot of time by myself anyway and that's kind of what we're going to get into um, in this episode but I spend a lot of time by myself anyway you know I spend a lot of time in my own thoughts you know um, and deciphering things within my, my own mind and now it's just like those thoughts and what not are structurally being you know Spoken on, or you know, verbalized. I'm sorry, that's a better word. Verbalized, but what is the deal, man? Uh, what's been going on? Life update? Should we do a life update? Um, okay, yeah, let's do that. Uh, so a couple weeks ago, yeah, the Sunday before Mother's Day, um, my church back at home does this thing for like the last 20 years, honestly. Um, Senior Sunday ceremony and Senior Sunday celebration where, um, you know, we celebrate and we acknowledge the high school graduates um, that are within our church um, or, you know, have a relationship with our church. And um, there's always a guest speaker. It's never really our pastor who um gives that message you know because it doesn't even have to be necessarily biblical when it comes to the senior ceremony message um but i remember you know my dad giving one a couple years ago uh i remember my uncle chauncey giving one and um he being really good i apologize because i can't remember who gave the <laughs> the senior ceremony message when um i was graduating but Um, a long time ago, not a long time ago, but, you know, back in probably like top of the year, um, or February, I was asked to give the senior, you know, uh, ceremony message. And let me tell y'all, man, that was, um, one of the most humbling experiences I've ever been in, in my early public speaking career. Uh, you know, for those who are, you know, frequent listeners to the Pies, you guys know that I have a passion for people, a passion for uplifting, motivating, inspiring individuals. Um, I've done speaking engagements with, um, you know, athletic teams, um, camps and mostly, mostly athletic teams and, and stuff. But to be able to speak to a different, you know, demographic of people, um, you know, fellow believers in Christ like myself um while also getting the opportunity to, to speak to the youth who I truly have a passion for and I say that like I'm just this you know old man uh even though jokers dude be calling me uh <laughs> nowadays oh for those that know y'all know I, I, I embrace it because it's okay that I mean y'all see me as somebody with with wisdom right and that's that's ultimately you know um what I want to be perceived as but again staying on topic um so just having an opportunity to do what i love to do in a different environment in a different space which is so dope and it was a it was, it was a great experience um i just want to say thank you to the ambassador's church my home church um pastor daryl my uncle um sister patrice who who reached out to me and you know gave me the opportunity And this in the story behind the, me getting the opportunity is that like Pastor Daryl and Sister Patrice usually um, collaborate, you know, on who the, the, the guest speaker is going to be. Usually there's a, a couple people in mind and she runs that list by him. And, you know, um, he kind of has a last say so on who is who and who is going to do what. Um, but in this case, uh, she kind of bypassed that whole process and was like, I, I want Jared to do it. I think Jerry should do it. And I've already reached out. He's excited. <laughs> and uh my uncle kept it, you know, he kept it player. <laughs> he kept it player. He was like, That's not usually how we do things, but you know, your judgment serves you correct. I'm not mad at this. Um so being able to to get up there and speak to those to the congregation and to those three young men who are, you know, who have reached a milestone in their life. Um, of graduating high school Two of them graduated from a traditional high school One of them graduated via homeschool um, That was just a, a, a cup filling moment for me Experience for me It was a um, It was surreal man Because Honestly y'all The last place I would ever imagine myself Would be in a pool pit You know And, and it's crazy We're Coming full circle um, You know having Having play martin luther king jr in in the mountaintop um and kind of just remember some of the lines and some of the messages within that play um in in him acknowledging the significance of a, of the pulpit and the significance of a black man being in the pulpit and then months later finding myself you know in that same situation in that same space and just Kind of reflecting on how I carried myself in that moment, man. It was it was awesome. It was awesome, and I I kind of gave a message on. And the thing and the thing about this, the message was was it was it was it was a, it was a process, y'all. I, like, I I sat down, you know, two weeks, like seriously. I sat down two weeks before um, even giving that message, and I started crafting it, and I was trying to collaborate a little bit with my. You know, my, my cousin, my spiritual guy, you know, I hope, I hope one day he become a pastor so I can say that he my pastor, um, but my my brother Ernie, and I was just like, bro, can you, can you help me, you know, craft this message for this ceremony, um, senior ceremony, Sunday, Sunday senior ceremony, (laughs) um, and he was like, "Yeah, bro, I got you, you know." And we kind of just sat down, and I kind of told him what direction I wanted to go into, and we kind of just shot ideas back and forth at each other. Um, and he sent me some scriptures that you know align with the things that I was I was trying to get across, and um, I kind of found myself in a space of trying to make things perfect and like perfection, you know, because um, I'm about to be in a, in, a, in a place amongst you know believers, right, and I don't want to come off, you know, you know, no type of bad in that in that situation, in that space. So I'm not going to lie to you all. Just being transparent. I had a little anxiety going into that. And ultimately, my anxiety didn't leave me until about until until my uncle, Pastor Daryl got up there and began to introduce me. And. I don't know. I just kind of closed my eyes, took a deep breath, and all of that anxiety was gone. I stepped up there, y'all, and I never felt so comfortable, you know, probably because I was in a, a familiar space, and I, and it was plenty of familiar faces out there. Like, you know, my family, you know, goes to the church, so plenty of family members out there. Um, my mother was in the congregation, and uh, honestly, you know, they say when you public speaking, try to find a, a place in the room that you can always, you know, uh, refer your eyes to You know When you are speaking um, and, and she was who I, I would set my eyes on You know Just reading her And her body language And you know The hearing the ums and, and the that's right You know Y'all know Y'all been in the church And y'all know When the message Is really hitting home And you know Black folks ain't shy To acknowledge And let you know You know That you You speaking on facts Right Have I not been recording? Wow Okay y'all um, excuse me. <laughs> I forgot to turn my camera off. <laughs> Here we go. Um, but having having her there, you know, to be able to be there for me, um, it it, it it really it really soothed me, you know, it really took away whatever anxiety I had or whatever um and the message was powerful man if i could say so myself and i'm not really saying so myself this is um feedback that i've i've heard from the individuals that were sitting in the congregation right when i got done and you know at the church you know you kind of mingling and and mixing with with people um the adults you know the adults in the in the in the church what, uh, was coming up to me and was like, man, I know that message was for them young men, but I needed to hear that. I really needed to hear that. And you have a gift. And you are wise well beyond your years, you know. Um, And, you know, God is using you to do this and God is using you to do that and... When I tell y'all that that's that's the reassurance, you know, because my top love language is words of affirmation and that's the reassurance that I yearn for. And um, sometimes when you're going through life, y'all, and this is, again, this is kind of segueing and alluding to our, our topic for the day, but when y'all are going through certain things in life, man, it is very, very vital that, you have individuals around you or you you know have the opportunity or give yourself the opportunity to get the reassurance that you need right or being able to acknowledge and identify the not proper reassurance but like the reassurance that resonates with you and your spirit and your soul man and that reassurance that I received from my church family my village um was everything and then some y'all um and and i had i'm not gonna say that say the woman's name but she is well <laughs> well beyond you know my age right she is truly my elder and um she inboxed me on facebook and she asked me like you know i, I appreciate your message um thank you for coming and sharing that with the church but uh and those young men but sharing but but, but what your message really did for me was Um, It really made me sit down and really self-reflect and identify things within my life and and my relationship with Christ or, um, you know, my relationship with self. And can we stay in contact? And can you help me? And y'all are like, this woman easily, easily got (laughs) got 30, 40 years on me. Right. And to be able to be in the position that I am very much so still trying to figure out life, um, very much so still trying to settle in being settled in me and 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 figure out identity Um, to have someone of, you know, of her age and her life experiences seek my help. It's something i never I, I i've I've never imagined you know I've always been one to help my peers right or help individuals younger than me, but I never really thought it would be people that were older than me, and that just goes to show you that this life thing this life thing y'all. No matter how much somebody look like they got it together, don't nobody really truly have it all together, man. At no matter what age you are, you still have to learn. You still have to want to learn. You still have to seek wisdom. As much wisdom and as much life experiences that you may have had, there is still so much more to learn, man. And that's the position that I'm in right now is being intentional about what I learn, what wisdom I intake and truly understanding that learning is is forever. You know, growth is forever. Self-development is forever forever. In the moment you get to a place in your life Where you feel like as though you have no more to learn You have no more room to grow There is nothing else that you can go to and and, and and readjust You've grown to be content with life And you know for some that's okay That's a life you choose to live But for me and for the individuals that follow me The individuals that listen to me The individuals that Are in my circles That's not a place that we will ever find ourselves in life Because we truly know that growing, self-developing, readjusting, and learning is a lifelong experience and a lifelong journey. And what today's topic is about is, um, it's about personal seasons, you know, knowing your season. Um, being able to identify what season you're in, being able to be intentional about what it is that you do in that season, and then understanding how one season transitions to the next season. So just to you know, to dive in, and I'm you know, I'm not sure how long this will be. Um but just to go ahead and dive in, you know, the first like when I was sitting down crafting this, that where this really came from was um after, you know, after my message. And it was kind of like an underlying message within my message, knowing, not knowing, but let's say, let's say transitioning. Transitioning. Um, We're always transitioning or we're going to find ourselves transitioning often. Um, So when it comes to knowing your season, I guess, you know, just to, you know, break things down as, as 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 elementary as it can get. The question I posed in crafting this was like, what does it mean to be in a season? You know, like sports analogy. Um, when I was playing college football, we got to, to campus August, like the second week of August, every every year. Our first game was like the first week of September. But that first week of August and that month of August leading up to that first week of September... Was the preseason. Okay? That was the preseason. Everything we were doing in that month was preparing us for our actual playing season. Right? And then once that first week of September came, then we were in our playing season. And we had 10 weeks. You know, 11 total because we had a bye week, but 10 weeks. We played 10 games. And then once the season was over, you know, freshman, sophomore, junior year, we would go into the off season, where we would build more strength, build more speed, have spring practice where we were re-familiarizing um, ourselves with the playbook and getting back in football shape. And then after we left campus, um, when school was out, you know, respect, respect, people will go to their respective, uh, excuse me, their respective homes, right, or stay on campus and continue to build on the athleticism, continue to build on their conditioning, to continue build on their knowledge of the playbook, to continue build on their skills, right? So that's three different seasons all within football season, which is in the fall. You got your preseason, in season, post-off season, right? So it's kind of the same thing with with life, you know, when it comes to see, so what does it mean to be in a season? It means that like you are currently in the midst of like either transitioning into something, you know, transitioning out of something or laying a foundation for something. Right. It's it's almost like I've mentioned it on here before, you know, three different type of people that go through adversity. Somebody that is currently in the midst and experiencing firsthand that adversity. Right. Someone who has just sought their saw themselves through adversity. Right. They just got done experiencing it. They fought through it. They seen it through. Now they on the other side of it. And then someone who is preparing to experience adversity we as a people and as human beings are always in the always in one of those three states we either are currently in the midst of adversity we are either we either have just saw ourselves through adversity or we are preparing to go through adversity prime example <laughs> prime example um, I like to run this month of May I have committed and challenged myself to run 45 miles. Today, while recording this, I ran miles 29 and 30. After I got home from work, I took me a nap, so I can, you know, I was tired, so I little sleep, I took me a, a, a little cat nap, and then I started putting on my workout clothes. Then I put on my shoes. That is me preparing myself to go through the adversity of completing two miles once I start running that first quarter is fine that second quarter which is which is half a mile I'm okay now those last two quarters at that first mile get a little bit steeper but I'm still good that is me currently in the midst of adversity that is me fighting my body pains—that is me fighting. My mental fatigue—that is me fighting. The elements of 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 outside, you know, going up and down hills, um, dodging sprinklers, dodging cars. <laughs> that is me currently in the midst of that adversity. Then once I complete that second mile, and I'm done, and I stop my watch, and I walk. For a minute or two, that is me experiencing just seeing myself through the adversity, right? So that's kind of what it is when it comes to these seasons. Is you gonna find yourself? You can find yourself in multiple seasons at one time. You can find yourself in the midst of a season, preparing yourself for another season, or you can find yourself. Moving away from a season or laying the foundation to propel yourself from one to another so let's kind of let's let's break the season down in like in like weather okay so there are four seasons when it comes to weather right obviously spring summer summer fall winter All right when it comes to spring like spring cleaning you're getting rid of the clutter you are getting rid of whatever mental fatigue and mental funk um you getting rid of your winter clothes you're redefining things you are readjusting things that's kind of what the spring is for right that's why I saw that's why when people I've been doing some research and just kind of listening to some some things and people always say the new year starting in January don't make sense because calendar wise yes it does make sense but seasonally it doesn't just think about that i don't have the in-depth to it but just think about that we start the year in the winter where it is gray outside it is cold it is you know depending on where you live but it's gray outside it's cold and ugly and and wet all the time and seasonal depression is real you know you, you you start in that point in time you start in the new year in a point in time where you probably fighting things mentally and personally, right? opposed to the new year being in an April or new year being in a May where the spring is coming, the rain is coming, so it's washing away things, flowers are starting to bloom again, the, the 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 leaves on the trees are starting to flourish one more time or again, you know. So then here comes summer after spring. You know, they you outside. <laughs> you know people 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 do things in different other Seasons, when uh, weather seasons to prepare for the summer, right? So when the summer comes, the things, the adversity that you may have faced in the fall or in the winter, isn't as bad because the weather's better, right? It's hotter outside, so like, you know, I'm just gonna be outside. You know, the sun is out. You know, so you are more inclined to be productive because you can enjoy it more. Right you're making moves, you're doing more living in the summer than you are surviving, right, and then when the fall is here, you know it's like that summer wind down fall is my favorite season i like I like the fall, partially because it's football season, partially because I think the best dresses come out in the in the fall, but hey, I like the dress for the fall too i'm a I'm a hoodie guy, you feel me, but the fall is like that summer wind down, you know you kind of reminiscent on the summer. You still may be outside and and doing those things, you know, football season, you out tailgating, homecoming season, whatever the case is, you know, you enjoying yourself and then you like prepare for the winter. And then when the winter comes, people most people be tucked. They be out, they be MIA, they be low key, be out the way. They call it, you know, winter time grind. Because it really ain't it is you know, it's always things to do, but it really ain't a whole lot to do sometimes in the winter. Like the amusement parks really ain't open. You know what I'm saying? You can't go get in the pool, right? Ain't nobody trying to have a, a block party because who finna be outside with hand warmers in their pocket? You know what I'm saying? So most people take the winter to duck away and hibernate like the bears do and to, you know, grind and build their they, they, they financial situation in a sense, right? But when it comes to your personal seasons, you're not limited to four seasons. Right. You're not limited to four seasons. When you come to your personal season, you could be in a, a, a season of isolation. You could be a season of solitude. You could be a season of 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 being frugal and, and, and not spending a whole lot of money and being more conscious about, you know, your financial situation. You could be in the season of preparing to move yourself from one job to another job or from one city to another city. Um, you could be in a season of self right and not really dealing with a whole lot of other people. You could be in a season where you having your way. You know what I'm saying? And and with, with whoever and whatever. You know what I'm saying? You could be in a season of dating. I'm finna date, right? And I'm really finna entertain people. You know what I'm saying? Those type of things, right? You could be in a season of loving on others, like you want to just pour yourself into other people. Right? There's there's all different kinds of, of seasons you could be in personally. But when it comes to that, it comes to the four seasons, not these your personal seasons don't have a timetable. Your personal season don't have a timetable. Like the weather season you could predict, and there are indicators of when one season is coming and one season is leaving. Like we all know, living in Michigan, that mid October is finna get cold. November time prepare for some snow. Winter is on the way. November, December, January, February, top of March. Shit. <laughs> Even in April, <laughs> it snowed. It was like 80 degrees one day and then like the next Monday it was like snowing. It didn't stick, but like you know, you still you 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 know at those point in times that like fall is leaving, winter is coming. You know, end of April, beginning of May, you know the spring is coming, the weather's about to turn. You know, the sun about to be out more, you know, things of that nature. So you could predict those things when it comes to the to the weather season. But when it comes to your personal season, there is no timetable. There is no prediction. It truly isn't. You could just wake up one day and find yourself in a season of isolation. Wake up one day like, yeah, I just don't feel like kicking it with nobody. I'm going to do this season by myself or I'm going to just be by myself. Right. And it's very seldom that you can predict the seasons within our lives. You can. Right? Once you are say for instance you in a season where, you know, you trying to, you know, save money. Right? So you are you minimizing your, your spending. You're minimizing going out, getting drinks with the girls and, and the fellas, right? you minimizing going to the mall for a quick trip. you finding things in your closet to wear instead of going and, and getting a new fit, right? And things of that nature because you are potentially going to be stepping into another season of buying an apartment, buying a car, moving to a different state, moving to a different city, saving up for... An iPad or a MacBook, whatever the case is, right? So you can find yourself preparing for a season and once you get to a certain point, right, a certain financial point, like you wanna save up fifty thousand dollars to do X, Y, and Z, then once you save that up, now you can predict and you've 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 set the foundation for another season, as I was speaking on earlier, right? But then the question becomes sometimes when you can't predict The changes of season within your life. You know. After identifying what is a season. Now let's speak on. Identify. How do you know what season you're in. Within your life. And I think the first thing. When it comes to that is. Personal seasons. Are based on what you deem important. What do you want to put your time into. Or. What do you want to take your time away from? Where is the majority of your energy and effort going? Or what are you taking your energy and effort away from? Or where are you delegating energy and efforts? Taking away most. I'm, a, I'm not going to do put too much energy and effort into this. I'm going to put more into this. But I'm not going to totally neglect what I took from that's how you identify what season you in in your life and y'all know me on this on this on this pod i'm very open honest and transparent at least i try to be you know i still try to maintain some type of privacy <laughs> as i've opened myself to the masses of my listeners and um you no know, side no Homefield is is his his engagement has gone up so i appreciate everybody who, who tunes into the show but I would say, you know, like the last eight months, you know, coming up to a year. Sitting down crafting this, I've truly identified a long time ago, but sitting down crafting this, I've truly identified what seasons I'm in. Right. In the sub seasons of my larger seasons, this shit get deep, y'all. Like and this is and this is like everything that I've come up with. I haven't done any research. I just really sit down and think about in depth, you know, what I'm experiencing. And how can I break that down and explain to somebody else and try to help them? So I'm no expert, right, on any of this. This is just truly what I'm experiencing in life and then me trying to make sense of it. So when it comes to, you know, the last eight months to a year of my life, like the seasons that I've been in have been, you know, self-development, you know, um, identity, um, reestablishing my relationship with Christ, you know, some isolation, right, and like intentionality. These have been the seasons that I've been in, and some of them correlate with one another. You know, um uh, some of them stand alone. I think honestly all of these seasons that I mentioned go hand to hand and correlate with one another. And when it comes to, to my personal my personal seasons, you know, I'm I'm very much so consumed consumed in myself right now. Right. Because I had I had I had a some life shifting shit gone, and I really had to sit with myself and and think about who I was. That's the identity part. Who are you? Who do you want to be? Who are you destined to be? Who does who who does God plan you to be? Right. What good is there to you? What bad is there to you? What do you want to water and, and, and nurture and grow? What do you want to get on your hands and knees and pick up the weeds of? What do you want to take out and get rid of and, 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 and dump away? Right. That's that self-development. You know, and I and I think the first thing I identified was having to reestablish my relationship with Christ as an adult. So I sat in a season where a court that's, that's always going to be top priority, first and foremost, but really making that top priority and really being intentional about that right and then I needed to isolate myself to make this thing happen I needed to take away access to me to really dive in and to really put in the work to ultimately take steps to becoming the man that I desire to be and the man that God has planned me to be. So those are like my personal seasons. And there are things within within that personal seasons where like, okay. You know, um, I'm not as, you know, isolated anymore. I still, I'm not as isolated anymore. But now I'm more interested in solitude, in peace, Right. So when I think of isolation, that I was when I was when I was isolated, I truly didn't want to interact with nobody. I stepped away from the podcast. Even though I was out, even though I was I was doing, you know, theater things and acting and stuff like that. So I was interacting with with individuals. When I was done, you couldn't contact me. When I was done rehearsing, you couldn't contact me. When I didn't want to be contacted, you could not do it. Because I took that access away Because I wanted that isolation And then I started to learn Self development right Access is privilege So if I grant you that access to me Please don't abuse it Because You've shown me something In you That Allow me to trust you and give you access to me within my season of isolation. But now it's more so solitude, which is where you know I interact more. But when I when I want to be alone, when I want my peace, I'm always at peace. That's one thing I've self development. That's one thing I've, I've grown to be. Is always is to always be at peace. Um. And it takes practice. Like everything else. But. When it comes to that solitude and that peace. When I want my peace. I'm going to go get it. And I'm not going to feel bad. For gaining maintaining my solitude and my peace. I'm not going to feel bad. For isolating myself and taking away access. I'm not going to feel bad for denying somebody something that I once was once accepting of because I've grown in my self-development to learn and to know that that no longer sits well with me that no longer serves a purpose for me I'm no longer going to feel bad that the person that y'all once knew is no longer that man that boy y'all once knew is no longer that man is <laughs> no longer that boy he is now this man So, when it comes to y'all personal seasons, don't feel bad for the season that you're in. If you need to minimize communication with people to get yourself right, do that. Because ultimately, by you helping yourself, you helping them in the future. By me becoming my best self, by me putting in the time and putting in the work to be a better self and a better me, my interactions with people would be better. My conversations with people will be better. The wisdom I spew. And give out to people. Will be better. Because now I have more experience to speak from. Right so. That's 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 something I really want y'all to understand. And, and, and grasp on to is. Don't feel bad. For being in the season that you are in. Whatever the case is like. I can guarantee when it comes to to, to individuals that just graduated, you know, this graduation season for the spring graduates, whether you graduate a master's, whether you graduated as an undergrad, you know, whether you you have, you know, uh, a concrete plan after your graduation. You know, like I know this one young lady and 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 I gave her her props, man, like I gave her her praises because. Shorty graduated with honors from a dog ass institution in a dog ass field, and she got it lined up. I'm talking about salary job out of undergraduate, making, gonna be making good pay. And I know plenty of individuals like myself who graduated and I didn't know what I wanted to do with my degree. So I went and got another one. And ultimately, I've said it on here, I virtually don't want to do shit in either one of those. So did I waste money? I may have had. Right. And there are people out there who probably just graduated undergrad. Like, I just wanted to get my degree. Nah, Let's figure this out. But I can can guarantee most graduates are in the situation or in the season of what's next. what's next I know y'all tired of hearing family members of people close to y'all or people that y'all interact with asking y'all what's next because you may or may not know but that's the season that you in and the effort and the energy that you gonna be putting in is trying to figure out what the fuck is next do I go back to school Am I going to find a job in my field? Or do I have to work these air quote odd jobs until I figure out what's going on? Am I moving back home with my folks? Or am I still going to be able to maintain my some, you know, my independence? (laughs) You know, my living independence, I should say. Being 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 a, a, a fresh graduate. is is. I think me and my sister talked about this on her episode. It is one of the most confusing. Misleading. Unsure. That's what it is. It's the most one of the most unsure times of your life. Because everything you knew for the last four, five, six years, or however long it took you to graduate. You're no longer in that situation. You're no longer in that position. Now you got to go be a true productive citizen of the world. And many of us, after graduation, are left with what's next. And that's the season that you find yourself in. But here goes this. Be intentional about the energy and effort that you're putting in to figure out what is next and where do you want to find yourself in the next three months, the next year. Give yourself, I'm going to take a year and I'm going to back to grad school. Cool. I'm going right back into grad school. Cool. I'm going to take a year or two and I'm going to save some money and I'm going to move. Cool. I'm going to apply to all of these jobs in my field. Cool. I'm going to move in with my parents. And do this and that until X, Y, and Z. Cool. But I challenge y'all, man, don't just don't be caught up in your sorrows of not of not of 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 not having a life that you think you was gonna have after you graduated. You are not the only person there. But instead, be intentional, be mindful about the energy and effort that you're putting in to figure out what's next and to get out of that funk as quickly as possible. So, transitioning to getting back into you know the questions about personal seasons. I guess the last question that I, I posed was, how long do you stay in the season? Y'all hear my stomach over here, y'all. I am hungry. <laughs> I apologize, but you know I posed the the last question of how long do you stay in the season, and and ultimately there's no timetable on how long you stay in the season, y'all. Unless like the example I gave earlier about saving money to move or whatever. And laying the foundation to move into a different season. You know. There is no timetable. On how long you stay in the season. There is no even guarantee that you would leave that season. Because I can promise you. I'm never going to leave the season of self development. Because I'm always going to try to be my best self. And that's continuing to identify things. To adjust. To reflect. I'm never gonna lead that season. So you may never lead the season. You may just it may just not be as much of a priority. Because example, when it comes to the self development, when I was truly beginning that journey or starting that season, I was intentional about sitting down and asking myself the hard questions. Now I'm not so much. Now, I do other things when it comes to the self development. And I don't take the time out all the time to sit down and ask myself the hard questions, then give myself the hard answers to those questions. So, like, when it comes to seasons and trying to figure out how long should you stay, right? It's just like healing and grieving, y'all. Like, healing and grieving don't have no timetable, there's no expiration date on. Healing from something. Or grieving something. There's no timetable on those things. No expiration dates on those things. You may be healing from something for the rest of your life. It may get easier. The triggers might not be as frequent. With the same thing with grieving. I have a homegirl who um, unfortunately lost her mother years ago. And anybody would be damned to tell her that she should be getting over or she should no longer be grieving or she should be healed from the loss of her mother. My 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 mom just recently, two summers ago, we lost we lost our granddad. She lost her dad. Anybody would be damned to tell her that she, at her big age, <laughs> I said that in the church y'all, and that joke was funny. I had them rolling. Um, you know, at her age, anybody would be damned to tell her that like you know she still shouldn't be grieving that. Or my or my dad losing his dad, decades ago, grieving and healing don't have no timetable, no expiration date. Neither does being in the season, because when it comes to 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 leaving the season or transitioning into another one, you don't do that until you've done everything necessary to close that chapter. Until you've done everything necessary to close that chapter You're going to be in it Or until you wake up and be like Yeah okay I'm through with this Moving on, moving forward So don't feel like you got to rush The seasons that you're in Do the work Do what you feel is necessary And then once you feel like that's completed Then we move forward But also don't get complacent in the season. And what I mean by that, and that's just, and those, and when I say that, I'm more so referring to the negative season that you in. Maybe the seasons of like depression. Don't get content, and don't get content with that. and thinking that you are gonna be there for the rest of your life. No, you gotta fight your ass off. You gotta do the work to get up out of that. You may slip back into it, it happens. Don't live there. And that goes for other seasons that I, I just can't, you know, think off the top of my head. But, you know, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. And I know that that is very serious when it comes to mental health, is mental, de- you know, is depression. Right? And we've all experienced it at some point in time. But we can't live there, y'all. It's certain seasons that we can experience for a period of time, because it exposes things to us, and it exposes us to our response to adversity. It exposes us to our own personal strengths, right? I'm reading Job right now. In Job, you know, it, Job is was was a man of great integrity, you know, uh, a true a true follower of Christ, a very faithful and trusting man of of, of Christ, and he was challenged by God. And lost everything. He lost his kids. He lost his family. He lost his wealth. You know, his health was 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 at risk at one point in time. Right? And 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 he said, you know, I got it Matter of fact, let me find it. Uh Job two and ten. But Job replied, In summer read verse eight. Verse eight it says, Job scraped his skin with a piece of broken pottery as he sat among the ashes. His wife said to him, Are you still trying to maintain your integrity? Curse God and die. Job was just covered in boils from head to foot. Verse ten, he says, But Job replied, You talk like a foolish woman. Should we accept only good things? From the hand of God And never anything bad And then I I read 3 today Chapter 3 And in chapter 3 Kind of breaking it down It says Even though Job had known amazing success and happiness He couldn't remember what it had been like An element common to suffering Is a loss of perspective No matter how hard We try to maintain our point of view It is difficult to see yesterday's celebration in the midst of today's devastation. But we can hold fast to hope, to the hope that one day God will give us a reason to celebrate once again. So it's okay to experience that adversity, it's bound to happen. And those hard seasons are bound to happen where you on your knees and you on your knuckles and you fighting for your life and things is not going your way and things are just not happening the way you want them to happen but that don't mean that you got to live there that don't mean that you got to stay there you very much so can still get up and fight to get to the next season and re- and get to the season of receiving those blessings and remembering those victories that you had before you enter that season of adversity, whatever the case is. So just remember that, man. Sit on that, and that's where I'm gonna end it. So um, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all for tuning in and tapping in. As I mentioned, you know, at some point in the episode, the, the engagement with home field is going up um, and, and I appreciate y'all for sharing, liking, sharing with it, tell a friend, tell a friend, y'all telling y'all friends, um, I'm humbled by this, and, um, I'm gonna keep producing this for y'all, man, because it, it's helping me become a better person and a better man, and I, and I hope that when y'all listen to this content, man, that, you know, whatever the content is, I, I know, i, I know, I, 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 I'm, I'm, am <laughs> erratic and erratic with, whatever the word it is, I'm sorry, um, with my content, you know, like, but I hope anything that, you know, I, I, I upload, man, y'all can take from, all right, so that's another episode of the Home podcast, man, y'all can lock in and tap with me on IG at um, homefl do tl and, you know, email me for any business inquiries at hom ef l dx gmail.com, I love y'all, He fighting a good fight, baby. Catch y'all next episode. In a minute.